everybody, and welcome to Geek Actually, episode 115 for the 15th of January, 2011. I am Dave McVeigh, and I am joined by Josh Philpott. How are you, Josh? I'm fantastic, man. It feels like a very long morning. It's been a very long morning. Let me We've tell been you. up since what time? Like, freaking a million uh, o'clock? I don't, I don't know. know. Eight for us, that's early, let's that's face it. very early. Um, okay. Nerds uh, don't get up before, like, <laughs> midday. We went to a um, DVD liquidation this mm. morning, uh, but listened to Film Actually for more information on that we'll come back to that mm. that's not this show though no, what is not. this show this show is geek actually which is our new amalgam show of tech actually and the after show compressed together for all sorts of geek goodness we like to think of it as our week in geekdom and uh, we, our show notes are basically comprised of a collection of links from our researcher david murray or aka delta knight in our chat room hello delta and of course stuff that we've rounded up throughout the week as well to have a look at and if you are listening to the audio podcast only remember you can watch this show live and join into our chat room you'll hear us refer to our chat room a lot uh you can join our chat room we go out saturday afternoons around the midday mark around 12 o'clock uh australian eastern daylight savings time at the moment so with all of that out of the way I guess we should probably talk a little bit about this week in Geek. Okay. Good Lord. Now, we have, just to explain how this show works, we have show notes, but we kind of jump around our show notes a little bit because it's much more of a conversational show now. And we just want to, we have show notes to kind of kick, kick us off and see what direction we're going in. But I thought this one had to be mentioned. Um, apparently, the Winklevi, or the Winklevoss twins, <laughs> the Winklevi is mentioned in the social network, um, have taken uh, Facebook and Zuckerberg back to court. Oh, God. Um, yeah, apparently, uh, now that Facebook is worth 40 trillion billion quadrillion dollars, um, they're basically saying, we didn't get paid enough. <laughs> uh, their original settlement, which was a secret, but has kind of been hinted at that it's about 35 to 40 million dollars, uh, 35 to 40 million. Mm. Um, they're now saying, and that was, what, three years ago, four years ago, mm. they're now saying isn't enough, and they wanted to appeal it. Well, the appeal fell a little flat, apparently. A little flat? A little flat, because, um, let's face it, the reason why they appealed was they got paid a whole bunch of money. They went off and tried to create their own social network called Connect You. Do you remember Connect You? It kind of came and went like um, one of those mini. It probably went before I even got there. <laughs> uh, so that failed as a competitor to Facebook, and then they turned around and said, Do you know what? Facebook is worth a 40 billion quadrillion trillion million dollars. Let's try and pull some more money Let's out of them. Let's try and pull some more money because we think it was undervalued at the time. And that's their argument. Their argument was they believed that they were their brains were baffled with bullshit and they believed that uh, it is actually worth more than they were told. Mm. Well, they fell kind of flat because apparently the numbers that they were actually quoting were the stock valuations when Microsoft bought into Facebook. If you remember mm. Microsoft bought 20% shares or whatever it was. I don't remember what it was at this point, but they bought a, a chunk of Facebook. Mm. Um, and they were valued, uh, the, the put the value at $8.88 per share. And um, now, it's f- which is far less. Uh, so hold on, I'm gonna, trying to get my numbers. So I got to get my numbers straight. If I get my numbers wrong, people write in. So mm. now, uh, Microsoft recent investment in the company, which put the value of the company stock at $8.88, uh, which was far less than the 359 uh, per share valuation that the Winklevosses had been relying on. Mm. So somewhere along the way, they got this word that this valuation was like $35 a share, mm. and they were really hammering for that. Now, the Microsoft valuation, as it turns out, uh, was actually less than that. Those were like valuations for uh, a corporate pickup. Mm. The actual shares themselves 
we're not even worth that. Right. So it's still worth a lot. Don't get me wrong. But basically, the judge kind of went, this all just sounds like sour grapes at this mm, point. Mm, this sounds mm. like you've had, your, you've had your settlement. It's been done. You had a disclosed amount. Move on. Yeah. And uh, the Winklevoss just don't want to let this go. Um, and there was actually a photo. If you go to the the article, actually originally, and where we're reading it from is from a site called paidcontent.org. org. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fa- uh, Slash Film actually um, did an analysis on this as well, mm. which I don't have the link here for. But if you go to Slash Film, I'm sure you'll find it. Um, and they actually, have, the reason why I wanted you to have a look at theirs was not for the actual reading of the article, but for they have a picture of the Vinkovos. Yeah, and you know how in the movie uh, the Social Network they're kind of portrayed as these big, huge, meatheady kind of rowers. Mm. In real life, they're even bigger, meatheady looking rowers. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so that's that's the uh, that's the state of play on that. It looks like they're not going to get. It looks like they're not going to win this appeal, which really? I think oh. is probably a good thing. I think this thing is done. Okay, yeah. were they stiffed by Mark Zuckerberg? I'm not one to be here to say yes or no. I wasn't privy to their discussions. Yeah, yeah. But I would say that if you've accepted a settlement, whether the settlement was fair or not, if you accepted the settlement, it's done. Just give up, man. Mm. Just let it go, all right? So, Stop trying to ride someone else just because you didn't get what you wanted. Absolutely. You move on. Mm. All right. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about that is in the news, and I'm just going to take a time check because we didn't actually look what time we started this. Okay, good. Okay. Um, now, uh, the other thing that's in the news a lot this week, of course, is the Julian Assange thing again. Now, this is actually – we don't have a show note. We don't have stories on this. This was just something that occurred to me, and I mentioned it to Josh yesterday – and I think Josh actually slightly disagrees with me or not. I'm not uh, sure. No. But we'll talk about well, let's talk about this. Uh, and I, I want the chat room's opinions on this as well, guys. So hear me out. For those who don't know, Julian Assange is the founder and head of WikiLeaks. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, Julian Assange is currently in England at the moment. Um, he was arrested because in Sweden it has been alleged that he raped two girls. Right, mm. or two girls have come forward and basically have alleged that he raped them. Great. Okay. All that's public knowledge. We know all of that. We also know that America has an absolute boner at the moment for trying to bring this guy down yeah. because he's been pissing them off. Right? There's been a lot of talk in the media at the moment about the fact that America wants to bring him up on um, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for, Josh? Sorry. Uh, full of uh, decongest- treason. Treason. Thank you. Full treason of decongestants charges. at the moment. My cold's coming back, by the way. Um, okay. So they want to bring him up on treason charges. Now, this is what's going through the news at the moment. There's, you know, there's all this talk about the fact that America wants to bring him up on treason charges. We'll come back to that in one second. Okay. <laughs> now, so he's out on bail at the moment and he's fighting court cases, as according to the news that we've been seeing all over the news. He's fighting court cases because he's trying to stop. Uh, the extradition to Sweden at the moment because his argument is, or the argument from his legal team is, Sweden has softer um, extradition laws to America. And if he ends up back in Sweden, he's going to end up being extradited to America to face these treason charges. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so this is all over the news. And nothing about this sat right with me. It hasn't sat right with me for weeks. Mm -hmm. And... My, the chat room is already ahead of me. They're way ahead of me. Uh, 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 where are we? Octane, sit on that for a second. You're way ahead of me. All right. So it hasn't sat right with me. And I was watching the news and there was another story about how he's always fighting these, these extradition things and blah, 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 blah. Hmm. And then it hit me like a bolt of lightning. I was sitting there and I just went, wait a minute. Hmm. England has extradition laws with America. And yeah. he's currently – he went to England voluntarily, mm-hmm. okay? So therefore, if it's about the extradition to America, 
why isn't he worried about being in England? Okay, yeah. that's first part of this that doesn't sit well. The second part of this, as Octane has already said in our chat room, and I will now bring it up, Julian Assange is not an American citizen. Mm. He's an Australian citizen, which means he is an Australian citizen who is in a foreign country doing the WikiLeaks thing. Yeah. Therefore, by no stretch of the imagination in any way on this planet, if you look at anything in any kind of logical Vulcan form... Mm. Could he ever be brought up on treason charges in America? Yeah. Because you can only be treasonous to a country that you are a citizen of. Yeah. If you are not a citizen of the country, you are not being treasonous. The only country that can possibly bring him up on treason charges is Australia. Mm. And Australia has never once hinted at the fact that there is a treason charge against him. Yeah. Because, quite frankly, he didn't do anything treasonous. Yeah. He was given information... That he published. Yeah. Now, if publishing that information is treasonous, then that means that the editors and publishers of the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, and all these other newspapers also have to be brought up on treason charges because they republished a lot of the information that he put up. They republished, though. Isn't that where the line same was thing. drawn? No, no. Same thing. As long as it's been published as classified information or was classified information, as long as it's published, you have theoretically broken classification the classifiedness yeah. of it all right classifiedness i don't know i don't even know if that's a word at this point anyway the point is it hit me like a bolt of lightning that i actually suddenly came up with this wild uh conspiracy theory mm. and this is what i wanted to bring up today which is i think and this is pure speculation and i'm not saying that this is true so don't this is all alleged <coughs> excuse me this is all alleged but I think the entire treason thing was brought up by his legal team. Yeah. I think they don't want him to get extradited to Sweden because Julian Assange doesn't want to face these rape charges. Yeah. And that's all it comes down to. He doesn't want to go back to Sweden. Yeah. It's not about extradition to America because that could happen from England. That's got yeah. nothing to do with Sweden, right? It's got yeah. nothing to do with treason because he can't be brought up on charges of treason, right? So I think this is all to do with the fact that Assange, the strange little man that he is, and that's not speculation, he is a strange little man, the strange little man that he is doesn't want to face, for whatever reason, whether he's guilty or not, I have no proof of, he yeah. doesn't want to face these charges, yeah. That's the point that I wanted to bring up. And that's where I think this is sitting. I don't think it's got anything to do with extradition to America. Well, I tend to agree with Callisant in the chat room that's saying the word that they're looking for is espionage. Like, that's... Ah, I've got an argument for that too, though, Callisant, which is he didn't actually commit espionage. The private who gave him the files, who stole the files and gave him the files, was brought up on charges of espionage. He's in jail, mm. right? So he's the one that did the espionage. Uh, no, Assange but, 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 only published information that was handed over to him just as other newspapers did, which is what they do, mm. right? So he did that. He did, that's not actually a charge of espionage. But, I mean, like, we only know the surface of this stuff. This is the, this is the reason why I'm not willing to say either way, because I don't agree necessarily that you're wrong. I actually think there's a high possibility you mm. are. But we don't know the full story. It wouldn't be this big a deal if this is all it was. No, but what if it's only a big deal? And that, this is where I was talking to you about yesterday, and we'll bring this mm. up in here, which is if you keep telling somebody something long enough, mm. they eventually believe it, right? If you keep telling somebody they're a dork, right, yeah. every single day of their life, this is why kids grow up with inferiority complexes because let's say they have an abusive father or mother and they're told that they're a useless waste of space every single mm. day of their lives, eventually they start to believe they are a useless waste of space, mm. right? 
uh, when George W. Bush wanted to go to war with Iraq, what did he do? He mentioned the word Al-Qaeda in every single speech that he gave about Iraq. There was no connection between Al-Qaeda and Iraq in any way, shape, or form, which has now been proven. But... At the time, if he mentioned al-Qaeda in every speech, eventually people started to make a, 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 a synaptic connection between the word Iraq and al-Qaeda, and the, and the media doesn't help because the media buys into it mm. and basically throws it out there, right? Yeah. And they start saying, oh, al-Qaeda in Iraq, al-Qaeda in Iraq. And the average Joe goes, oh, al-Qaeda's in Iraq. We've got to, they took down our World Trade Center. We've got to attack Iraq, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. You just keep baffling people's brains with bullshit. They, as somebody said, they've been mentioning treason since before the rape. Absolutely. Treason's a very, very powerful word. And if the legal team keeps spinning the word treason into it all the time, it stays in the news cycle. It's you know possible. What I mean? And it stays. In, and so people start to believe this treason thing. And if you look at it logically, it can't be treason. Mm. It can't be. You know what I mean? And so it's just people are starting to believe what they're told. But why haven't we seen a backlash from that? Like, why haven't we seen the opposite? Why didn't we see a backlash until we actually went there? We never saw a backlash against the Al-Qaeda and Iraq thing. Nobody yes. ever talked about it. Yes, but that was the American government. We're talking about one legal team, no, and was, we're talking about was, America. That was the media. And once the media has latched onto something, it's much. It sells much more newspapers. Yeah, but much it's, bigger audience you can to get say, it. You can he get could it. be brought up on treason you rather can, than oh, by the way, we made a mistake. He can never be brought up on treason. You can you can <laughs> easily make as much money off a counter argument. Yeah. Yeah, and we haven't seen a single thing from America turning around and going, excuse me, actually, we haven't said that. Do you know what, though? Or is it a case where America goes, let them keep believing that because then maybe we can actually do something about it? Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? Maybe maybe, Because they want to bring him up on something. And let's remember, there has been no official charge of any crime against Julian Assange. This is very important to remember. No official charge against Julian Assange of anything. Yeah. Because he hasn't technically broken the law, except for the alleged rape thing. Yeah. That's a whole. I'm talking about the wiki. WikiLeaks techni- technically mm. uh, has not broken the law. Yeah. Okay. Callison says, I think the reason he wants to be in London rather than Sweden is because Australia has a much stronger embassy in London, and he can get better help there uh, than in Sweden from our government. I don't think our government's going to help him. Yeah. They're, not, they're not saying anything. If you know something about our government, our government hasn't said anything to or for this case. They, yeah. They're staying out of it. Yeah. They don't want to have anything to do with him because well, it would affect their relationship with America. And you know what? Australia is America's lapdog. So, yeah. you know, and I, I, I hate to be controversial, but that's how it seems sometimes. You know what mm. I mean? America says jump. We say how high. You know mm. what I mean? And it's not so bad now The Bush is out, but that's where we were for, what, 12 years or something like yeah. that. Um, but, yeah, that, that is a valid argument, Callison. There is uh, in our chat room. Callison threw that out, and that is actually a valid one that could be as well. I mean, that's the thing. Yes, I imagine the embassy in London is much bigger and stronger than the yeah. Swedish one. Callison says it's been, uh, it has been, though, they provided the legal team when he couldn't afford one. Well, there you go. Ow, Callison, I was not aware of that. That's good. So Australia provided him with the legal team. There you go. That's interesting. Okay, I want to I do some more research on that and find out what the story is. I don't know. That's a theory that I had. It's just... Every now and again, you know when you just kind of something just strikes you and you just yeah. sit there and go, this isn't sitting well. And it's that whole Sherlock Holmes thing where once you have eliminated the whatever it is, the yeah. whatever it is, is the most reasonable thing. Well, I forget what the exact quote is, but you know the, the point I'm making. Once you start eliminating all the rational argument from yeah. it, you go, well, you know, that's all that's left. Yeah. You know, there is no rational argument for this whole treatment of Julian Assange. Yeah. And I think he doesn't do himself any favors being such a strange little guy. Mm. And he hasn't done himself. And look, quite frankly, if he did rape those girls, allegedly, I don't know if he did or not. But if he did, he hasn't done himself any favors. Yeah. That's really not the way to, not the way to go. Yeah. 
Uh, Delta Knight in our chat room says, I'm just over all this shit. Whatever is going to happen, just do it already. But I don't want Assange to go to jail or get in trouble. And I agree. Look, I don't, I want, don't him to, want him to get in trouble or jail unless he raped those two girls. I don't and want no, right, to throw let's, away let's the clear, key. Let's clarify. I don't want him to go to jail or get in trouble for any of the WikiLeaks stuff. Yeah. Because I don't think he did anything wrong. And you know what? The fact that he's pissed all these people off with all this WikiLeaks stuff just says to me that... That he was doing something right. That he was doing something right. Exactly. Yeah. And he's made a lot of powerful people very, very nervous. Yep. Um, so I think that's really what it comes down mm. to. But anyway, that was just a theory I've got. If you counter that theory or have any other solidifying parts to that argument i'd love to hear from you send your feedback to feedback at gig actually or send us a voicemail uh mm-hmm. 02-8011-3167 i would love to hear what you have to say about this this is no longer the argument of whether or not wikileaks did the right thing publishing the information that's done Mm. Now what we're looking at is the current treatment of Julian Assange. This is what I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now, this was something that uh, Delta Knight sent through. Um, just a pre-warning. We're a little tech-heavy today, okay? Um, just some more tech news rather than geeky Yay. stuff really happened. But I'm showing Josh a picture right now. Um, and uh, if you go to the show notes and follow this link, you'll actually see this picture. This is a wireless graphics card. Okay. Um, and basically, the argument in the, in the article is, really, do we need this? And mm. it's this whole idea of cable cutting, and we want to get rid of cables and blah, blah. This is a monster-looking card with five antennas on it. It's the wireless KFA2 GeForce GTX 460 graphics card. Well, there's a small little mouthful for you. Oh, um, dude, come on. That's a short name, man. Seriously. <laughs> and basically, the article is saying... Is this just wireless purely for the sake of wireless? The idea that you can put your computer down in your basement and have the monitor up in your living room, you know, essentially, um, or have multiple monitors fed wirelessly from it. I don't know. I actually think this is kind of an interesting idea because, let's face it, there's a lot of people who are, in particular, okay, on the average computer, maybe not, but Mm. there are a lot of people who are building media PCs. And the problem with a lot of PCs, unless you invest a lot in very, very uh, special cases that keep Mm. the machines very quiet, they, yeah. they do churn out a bit of noise. And- I've got to say, with the amount of uh, wireless uh, lag issues that you get from a mouse alone or a mouse and keyboard for people that game regularly will know this, um, then making your monitor also wireless well and this apparently carries 1080p video through it so exactly but it's got five antennas so i'm assuming that it's actually got let's say input and outputs a throughput of two antennas like the Mm. n class but then it's got an additional three on top of that so it's obviously got a lot of receiving going on right that's still not going to help me when i'm shooting around a corner in call of duty and it's 10 seconds out okay (laughs) um yeah all right but what about what about for the media pc what about for somebody who wants to feed movies they have their their um um, they're networked mm. PC in, say, uh, the other room, so it's not making any noise. They've got the wireless adapter. And yeah, the, the factor they're not talking about here is, of course, you also have to have a wireless monitor, which is yep. probably a fortune. Okay, but okay we'll- so wireless monitor, and then you've got to get a receiver for your keyboard and mouse because there's no fucking way you'll get a house distance wireless keyboard and mouse no, that true. will run well. That's true. Okay, so now we're down to 
Now we're down to creating a device which will let me do that, as well as having a new monitor. What is the point of this? And Z1ABL0, we're just going to call you Z from now on, okay? Z in our chat room says, not only that, can you imagine people using that plus wireless networking, microwaves, etc., yeah, plus like as someone, cell phones, everything else? As someone that uses Bluetooth speakers and so on and so forth, if my phone or iPad is out in the lounge and I've got the speakers on, somebody puts on the microwave, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> it's not getting anything until it's done. So, look, I, I just think this is the dumbest idea ever. I just All right, so according to the article, which is in Gizmodo, yeah. it says hooking up the KFA2's receiver to an HDTV is also an option. But, black, the idea of sitting on my couch with a wireless mouse makes my skin crawl. Mm. Uh, this is also to say nothing of the potential for wireless interference and range issues, not what we want to run into while gaming or watching a movie. Yeah. So, yes, is it just wireless for the sake of being wireless? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Chat room, agree Done. or disagree? Anyway, while they're doing that... Dave, um, it comes with wireless adapters for HDMI. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, don't care. Uh, I don't know if it comes with wireless HDMI. He's got a question mark after that. Uh, I know that it's outputting video, but once again, it says hook it up to your HDTV. Wirelessly? Through a modem? What are, how? No, you what? could do maybe a wireless dongle or something like that. But even so, again, all this stuff... like. I mean, it would work fine for movies. I definitely wouldn't want a game. Okay, so Zez just sent us a link. Hold on. We're having a look at the link right now. And it's the link for the actual GeForce card that we're talking about here. Okay, NVIDIA GeForce GTX 460 graphics card world, wireless graphics card with a combination. No, 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 that's just blah, 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 blah. Let's go further down. Um, there we go. Click on this. There we go. Okay. Okay, sorry about this, guys. We uh, we're, just, usually... we're just doing some research here on the fly. Uh, five antennas, mini USB cable, receiver, transformer, DVI yeah, to VGA adapter. Wireless HDI uh, receiver. So it does actually have a oh, receiver. Oh, it comes with the receiver. Oh, very good. Well, look, I mean, tests, further tests will need to be had with this before we talk about it. I yeah, think. Uh, look, if anybody out there you know, from NVIDIA is listening, send us a demo unit. We'll try that. What the hell? Yeah. That, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I have a computer to fit it in right now, if people are willing to send me one. I don't know how much it's going to cost. That's the other question. All right. And whatever the quote is here, that's not the quote that's going to cost here. Mm-hmm. We have the Australia tax. You know, that one that they have to send at 12,000 yeah, yeah, 12, miles I know to that get one. it here. You know? yeah. So um, now uh, I thought I'd bring this up because we're both big iOS users. Everybody in our chat room knows that. Everybody who listens to this, we use iOS all the time. We've got iPads, iPhones, and so forth. The iOS 4.3 update mm-hmm. uh, is coming soon, and the beta has gone out to developers. And some things have come up. They've actually started to uh, um, isolate some of the uses on mm-hmm. this 4.3. And one of the things, the first things they d- discovered was it now has support for four and five finger gestures. Wow. Now, I thought it was three and four finger. No, no, four and five, according to the article. Oh, wow. Now, and apparently what, the four, what the, one of the five-finger gestures is, which is kind of interesting, is if you swipe up with five fingers, yeah. it brings up the multitask bar. Oh, right. So rather than having to tap the button, you just five-finger swipe up, and it opens the multitask, swipe down, and it closes it again. Um, I'm actually okay with that. So that's okay. Yeah. But here's my question. Yeah. The whole idea of this rotation lock mute button fiasco mm. that happened yeah. was so that we could actually make the iOS the same for both yeah. platforms, yeah, right? You can't five-finger swipe on an iPhone. Maybe that, you can. That screen, oh, no, you could. I mean, it's going to obviously support it, but come on, let's face it, that screen is too small to really get five fingers. You could go like Oh, that. realistic. Like, like, come on. Like, like this? Like that? It's, it's, 
it's doable. Or maybe it'll be a four-finger thing with the yeah. iPhone. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and, and let's face it. Let's face it. It also says in the article that it's only for iPad. Oh. It says it's a five-finger gesture for iPad. Now, if it's not on the iPhone, that means there are two still di- two, two no, distinct No, not necessarily. Versions. They could just Dis- disable, disable it, it on yeah. the smaller device. I like the idea that they're saying if you swipe left or right with it, you can switch between apps. So if you've got multiples open, yeah, yeah. instead of having to pop up the tray, move over, yeah. you can just swipe. That's good. I like that. So, yeah, yeah no, I've got no but problem with that. But the only problem I get is what, because you can get five to six to seven fingers on the screen and it will actually register them. So what happens with apps like, say... Um, as an example, uh, Tesla Toy. Tesla Toy is an app where you can support up to seven fingers. I mean, technically you're not doing much, but what happens when I start mucking around? Like, that game is the ultimate time waster, sure. Well, but what, what if they, while you're in Tesla Toy, it may deactivate? But then, yeah, things have to come out. But according to the... Isn't, isn't one of the Mac conditions that you never actually mess with the core system? I'm just saying. Ah, yeah, I see, so where, I see go. where you're going with it. I yeah. see where you're going with it. Yeah. Uh, 4.3 has already been hacked, apparently, Delta Knight says in our chat room. Really? Wow. It hasn't come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Man, these guys work fast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there's also it's uh, a feature now. I haven't quite understood this, so I thought we'd bring this up on the show. According to Mashable, there is also a developer build revealed something, a feature called Find My Friends. Yeah. And it says, freshly released iOS 4.3 developer build has a lot of people digging into it. Now they're starting to see some interesting details on the next, next iteration, blah, blah, blah. Now it says, uh, Apple has promised to improve the mobile me service in 2011. Good. <laughs> needs, needs work. Yeah. Um, but it actually says, an interesting new functionality revealed in 4.3 developer builds um, includes AirPlay video support for third-party apps. Oh, okay. Now that is a plus because That's then you'll cool. be able to throw your VLC player Mm. over to your app, your Apple TV and stuff like that, which is sorely missing at the moment. Uh, would they perhaps fix the AirPrint feature? Or is that too much to yeah, ask? Yeah, that's a bit too much <laughs> Is that to just ask, too much to ask for? Um, the iPad will gain multi-touch gestures, which let you switch between apps, blah, blah, blah. We know all that. And it says here that uh, the settings of a new feature dubbed Find My Friends tied to Apple's mobile me service. Yeah. They don't go into a great deal of detail about what Find My Friends would mean. That's what do you a think? terrible idea because if it's Find My Friends, it's probably using the Find My iPhone thing and allowing you to... Well, it'd be using GPS location services and nothing Shh. else. Yeah, yeah, sure. And for maybe families that want to keep track of their kids or something like that, okay. But, you know, seriously, I'm just not even going to activate that. That's the scariest fucking thing I ever heard of. Well, what makes me wonder is uh, Apple really wants a social network and Ping failed. Yeah. Right. Do you think the speculation here is that they're going to try and turn Mobile Me into some kind of Facebooky type social network? Oh, good God! I hope integrate not. Ping into Mobile Me. Um, yeah, I have a funny, I have a bad Look, feeling. Look, I mean, about I that. agree with you, man. I mean, I think it's the way they're going. I mean, it just terrifies me because of the fact that some. Look, I mean, I hate location, locational data at the best of time, right? Because realistically, and I mean this with no offense, I mean, especially being the fact that we are in the face of the public mm. and we are generally around. I have a lot of people on my Facebook that are just, you know, sort of viewers of the show, and you know, like, I mean, I love you guys uh, in the chat room, and it's great to always have you around and so on. But where I get really worried is if that accidentally turns on or somebody's in my Facebook and turns it on and some freaky person that wants to sit down and talk to me for an hour just shows up at either my house or the places around if you turn this function on and find my find my friends becomes some part that I'm unaware that you turn it on one day Mm. people can 
pinpoint well, how my many exact apps like Twitter location. and stuff code do you want us to use your location no fucking way yeah no I don't want you. you tracking my every move uh, Delta Knight has basically said in our chat room God if I set something that could track where I am I would get in such trouble such a security issue for federal government employees oh absolutely absolutely in fact Macintoshes in general have had problems in America because it's actually against federal government employee rules in America to even have cameras on your laptops and they've actually had to remove the cameras out of MacBooks and stuff like that before you can use them you know Mm. so I can see a lot of problems happening Um, now PopShot says don't worry he won't track you that's all right I'm not particularly worried about (laughs) PopShot besides we both live in the same general area anyway Zed says, don't worry, I don't have an iPhone, but this is not just an iPhone issue. This is a GPS yeah. everything issue. But he says, not to worry, he says HTC puts him in Taipei whenever it tries to that's locate a, him. That's cool, dude. That's good. That's, that's awesome. That's a plus in HTC's. That's a feather in their cap. What can yeah. I tell you? Yeah. They lie for you. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Man. He's over in Taipei. <laughs> All right, so that's iOS 4. Look, um, I'm always interested. Oh, I just closed my notes. I'm always interested in a um, in the new update of what's coming to find mm. out what they're doing. I just wish they would concentrate on some of the stuff that they've already promised us that isn't working, such as AirPrint, which was AirPrint, such a big issue. No, when they no, first no AirPrint works, man. But I think they're doing the same thing Apple so well known for, which is they're creating a chokehold on the market because you can only buy. There's only like nine printers that support it. Oh, it's actually more like twenty. But they're all HP. Uh, most of them are HP. Oh, okay, there are so some new that, ones out now. Are there well, that, I imagine those are the ones where they've just added the functionality so that they can't. And my question is, I have an HP networked printer in this studio. No, Why not has not it- networked. Wireless. They have to be wireless. All of the ones are Wi-Fi. Okay, but what I'm saying is there should be, by this stage, firmware updates to turn network printers, because it's going through the network anyway. It's Mm. going through a Wi-Fi hub. It should be able to read that printer. Well, the way I I understand is it doesn't necessarily go through the network. It needs to be network connected. And there was talk at one point of making AirPrint was supposed to be bonjour Mm. Um, compatible, which means yeah. any Bonjour printer was supposed to be able to work. That's the feature we want because this printer talks to Macs via Bonjour. Yeah. So all it needs to have is the right driver in the iPad to be able to literally send to this networked Bonjour HP printer, yeah. right? which is an office, big, expensive, office-grade inkjet. You know yeah. what I mean? It's I not some little you know rinky-dink shit. So I just – it speaks for itself sometimes. We've heard it go off in the studio by itself. Well, you know, it's – Self-aware, that printer. <laughs> but I just want to know why AirPrint isn't working the way they promised us. Well, because Apple hates you. They do. They hate me. And I'm such a supporter of them, and they hate me, and I don't know why. <sighs> All right. Um, now, what else should we talk about here? Uh, oh, God. I just want to bring this up. This is actually – I wasn't sure whether to throw this in tech or just in straight weird geek news. I put it in tech in the end, but I think, really, this is kind of just weird geek news. They are developing, now this is not out yet, but they are developing um, lenses for the eyes uh, that will actually allow you to put little LCD screens directly on the eyeball that project basically straight onto the retina. Did you ever see the Star Trek episode where they play the game and they all get addicted to that game? All I could think is that this seems a little bit weird. Can you imagine the... Oh, people start putting these contacts in and they're saying, well, it's not on right now, so it's okay. I'll drive my car. And then they go, oh, I'll check the news and you know, hit play and the news starts playing directly in their eyeballs while driving the car. I can see disaster written 
all oh, over Oh, dude, this. forget that. Can you just imagine? Like, what people don't understand is what terrifies me about this is that blinking is no longer a problem. And Delta Knight has just made sure we mention the fact that we haven't got to that part yet. But he said, make sure they mention the fact that they're saying that this device will blind you after enough use. Well, more importantly, why, <laughs> we, like, it will drive people insane. Yeah, like uh, your complete senses will just be. Exactly. There is no, clo- you can't escape it. Hmm. So, uh, can you imagine playing a game like, let's say, Dead Space, which uh, is terrifyingly... Uh, just, how do we get sound on this? Are we going to have, like, little oh, yeah, implants? They, no, well, no doubt they'll just have headphones yeah. or something like that. Um, but where it terrifies me is if we put these little things in our eyes, when you need to close your eyes just to deal with a situation, like, if you're that kind of a person, there is... No escape. No. <laughs> What's on that screen? And then ads start coming in? Ads <laughs> transmitted directly into my eyeballs? All right, so Device has got what? the story, and the, show, and the link is in our show notes. And let's just have a look at what they've said here. They've actually said, All those 3D TVs and virtual reality goggles are soon to be rendered obsolete by contact lenses with built-in LED arrays that can display images on top of your retinas, whether you want them or not. <laughs> Researchers like at the University of Washington have been working on extremely tiny and semi-transparent LEDs designed to be integrated into contact lenses so far they've only managed to create red pixels and blue pixels but as soon as they can figure out green ones they'll be able to make full color displays wow despite being millimeters from your retinas images created by these lenses will be in perfect focus and when the display is turned off everything will be transparent yeah sincere i our inside your eye you can't unsee anything they might project wow Wow, did you imagine (laughs) porn on these things Coming right at you. Um, wow. <laughs> Pun definitely intended. intended. Power will come from a belt pack that transmit electricity wirelessly. Oh, good. Wireless, wireless electricity all over your body. Good stuff. Gives new meaning to getting <laughs> And going shots. through your eyeballs. <laughs> you imagine if you had a power failure or something went wrong? It says here, uh, the resident antennas in itself, the data will be transmitted the same way so you don't have to plug an HDMI cable into your eye socket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Thank uh, God for that. That was something I was uh, definitely talking Oh, oh beautiful callousness. Callousness, but if you put porn on these retinas, you'll go blind for a whole other reason. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, what do we got here? It says, in the meantime, we've already got eyeball-mounted wireless sensors for detecting things like blood glucose levels. So it's really just a matter of time before LEDs and their associated electronics get small enough and cheap enough that we'll be able to afford enjoying visual overlays of stupid YouTube videos into our eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, oh, could you imagine surfing the web with this thing? That's just spooky. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not putting LED retinas displays into my eyeballs. I don't. I think that's going a little far. Well, look, I, I will wait until they've proved that it can work, and then we'll go from there. Like, um, I'm always up for new tech, and I mean, realistically, it's the same way people were five years ago about having a device on you that could, con- you know, like, in the 80s or 90s, we wouldn't have possibly had a device that can track us at any time. That's true. That's it's true. like, look, we, we grow or we don't, and realistically, you either fall behind technology and it passes you, or you go with a new technology. So if you can prove to me that I can shut these things off <laughs> really quickly if I want to. <laughs> and that they can't turn them on remotely. Yeah, exactly. Could you imagine you're, you're just going through your life and suddenly an ad just starts playing in your eyes? Like, well, I <laughs> recently watched um, a very terrible film, but Minority Report. Rick roll on your eyeball. Yes, uh, Callison. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, no, like um, I recently rewatched uh, a Minority Report, and even though it is a terrible film, that bit where he's walking I down, like Minority Report. It's yeah. a fucking mess of a I film. I like Minority Report. Anyway, we'll anyway. come back to that in the film show. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is that bit where he's walking down the corridor and the signs are saying... Yeah, his name. And yeah. I remember we, we did a show, uh, it was a tech actually, several weeks back, we were saying yeah. in Japan they're starting to experiment with that. Yeah. There are billboards that actually read you as you walk by. They yeah. don't read your retinas, but they actually scan, they can tell whether you're male or female, I guess if you're metrosexual there's a whole different story but they tell you male or female height age and so forth and yeah. they give you ads targeted at your demographic yeah. as you walk by that's spooky shit you know? yeah I know but I mean that's the kind of thing it's like it's uh, we're only a step away from stuff like that anyway Zed says this is completely off topic but Dave will love it alright we're following a link link alert Death Star PR. Sure, the Death Star is a giant super laser that can blow up planets, but over one million of your employees just like to call it home. Welcome to Death Star's public relations division. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. that's cute. We'll have a look at this. We'll look at that at another time, but thank you very much for that. I'm, I'm very interested in this next <laughs> link, that, Dave. Can we please... Uh... Oh, the non-lethal lasers? Yeah. Oh, I love this. This is actually, um, this is actually happening. They're, uh, they're experimenting with it now. The idea of using non-lethal lasers... Uh, on the high seas, basically these are uh, beamed lasers that are so bright um, that they bl- basically blind uh, people who are looking at them. And the idea is that when pirates, uh, these you know the in the mid- in the South Pacific and so forth, yeah. how they're having the pirate problems. When they come at your boat, you basically fire this laser at them, and it it temporarily blinds them so that they can't actually get yeah. to your boat. Now this is a genius idea, yeah. and you just keep basically refocusing this laser at any point uh, to try and deter them from actually coming on your boat in the yeah. first place. I think this is genius. This was actually not meant to be a humorous one. I thought this was actually quite good. This is yeah. actually a Delta Link, uh, I believe, yeah. um, which I thought was really good. It says, Marauding Pirates, uh, this is from New Scientist, uh, and it basically says, Marauding Pirates could soon find themselves up against new long-range laser weapon designed to leave them blinded, bewildered, and all, uh, and all at sea. Although the laser will not necessarily repel determined aggressors, it should let them know um, that they have been spotted while still at a distance and that their quarry is ready for them yeah um now the other thing that's very interesting about this article is that sunglasses won't help yeah I know. apparently if you wear sunglasses it amplifies the effect and makes it wow worse. and i think that is genius yeah. um so it says here that the uh, beam is a meter wide so it actually is a wide scope beam uh mm. and uh they can uh, this basically it's a new way of firing a warning shot Look, uh, and I I'm just want to put this out there for... Uh, Pop Shot says Pop Shot. Guns will also... <laughs> yes, guns will also stop pirates, but we're looking for a way to not, like, uh, you know, piss people off because, uh, yeah, people get relatively upset if you fire guns at them. Yeah, and also... And when they have rocket-propelled grenades, yeah, you don't particularly want to... Uh, yeah, and there's these. also... the uh, There is also one issue... Sorry, my chair just went... Berserk on me. <laughs> oh, God. Now I can't lean anywhere. It doesn't matter. Um, but they also, the point with bullets is the fact that one bullet takes out one pirate. And you have to carry a large range of ammo. And you have to actually hit these people. Whereas this beam is kind of broad focus. Mm. So uh, that's uh, it, uh, much more effective. Yeah. Effect. My chair has gone all weirdo on me. Never mind. Anyway, uh, we'll keep going the show. I'll see if I can fix it at the break. Um, so I just thought that was a really intriguing article. And the link for that will be in our show notes as well. Um, but it just shows tech. Coming to the rescue once again. Mm. Uh, now what they need is lethal lasers with meter-wide beams, and then they could just vaporize them as they're approaching. Much more effective than guns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, now, um, I just thought I'd bring this up really quickly because we talked about on past shows the Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, uh, we've talked about it. A few I do times. actually agree with Callisynth. I wasn't going to mention that because I thought it was such a nice story, but uh, the reality is pirates can also get hold of these. 
Oh, of course. Yeah, no, of course. And <laughs> yeah, the idea that they can blind everybody on the deck before they actually approach. But yeah. then it becomes a war of the non-lethal lasers. <laughs> <laughs> People just ending up crashing into each other because neither can see. And all I can I say is it. in that situation, the ocean's going to become a much brighter place. <laughs> now, the 3DS is Nintendo's um, uh, big hyped new gaming, handheld yes. gaming. Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. we have a release date? Uh, I believe that it is coming out in March. Okay, well, they better get a wriggle on, because apparently at CES this year, uh, they actually demonstrated not only 3D uh, um, smartphones, but also 3D 7-inch tablets. So this brand new thing that was going to be the big selling point of the 3DS, which was this 3D technology, is going to be everywhere. Mm, mm. And it's no longer going to be something fresh that Nintendo is going to use or be able to use as their big marketing push. Now, the rate that these tablets are going to be coming out, um, because there is talk about Sharp showed off a version of it, and um, they, showed, they showed off a 7-inch tablet, 3D yes. tablet. And there was a, through a Korean company. And a right? Korean company as well, it's correct. Uh, that these are, probably going to hit, these are probably going to hit street pretty fast, mm. um, because these tablet makers are desperately trying to get out to take on iPad at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, uh, yeah, I think that Nintendo better get a wriggle on. I think they may have been, uh, they may have dated themselves already. Well, the whole thing yeah, um, that's going to make the whole situation either good or bad will be sort of how it sells in the first little while. Like, admittedly, um, I, I have seen a massive drop in DSLs, like just personally, mm. like people I know and places that we know have kind of started to go downhill because... Like realistically, the iPhone is much cheaper for parents. Like they get they get them an i um, i touch or something like this, and actually get the device to the kids. The game prices go down to a minimum of one to two dollars, and a maximum of kind of twelve. Mm. Like realistically, you just can't. Yeah, there is definitely that. more value in an iPod Touch at the moment than there and is. And think about the price as well: two eighty seven. That's like almost mm. less than an actual uh, an actual. Well, three DS is going to be what. 300 bucks, 400 bucks? At least, yeah. All right, so let's say 400 bucks. I'd say 350, maybe 400. 350, 400 dollars. All right, so realistically, even if you wanted to go to cheap iPad or even a other tablet competitor, Mm. it's not really that much more expensive. And in the long term, the games are going to be cheaper. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it actually pays off giving your little ones Mm. something that's got more multifunction, quite frankly. Uh, trying to make any kind of dent in the iPad. Good luck to the rest of the tablet makers trying to make any dent. Look, I agree with you. I think there was actually... Um, who was it? There was somebody somebody on one of the shows I was listening to who was basically saying that Apple is one of those companies that you don't want to give a foothold to. No. If Apple, Apple is a niche market, but if they get the foothold, mm-hmm. they latch onto that foothold and it's really hard to kick them back. Yeah. Uh, this was evidenced by the iPhone, mm-hmm. and even though the Android phones are out there in mass force now, and the, and the Windows Phone 7 phones are out there in mass force, the iPhone is still selling yeah. like hotcakes. And we're going to see a huge increase in iPhone sales now, because mm-hmm. in America, did you hear this week, Verizon announced they finally got it. So it's yeah. no longer exclusive to AT&T, yeah. and the fact that it's no longer exclusive to one carrier in America just exploded it into yeah. a whole new market. Now, the biggest, I believe, the biggest Android, uh, the biggest uh, um, uh, carrier mm. selling Android phones was Verizon. Yeah. And that was purely because they didn't have an iPhone. Now, yeah. if Verizon suddenly has the iPhone, there's going to be people who are going to be battling this backwards and forwards. I think iPhone's going to take a huge kick in the pants 
yeah. up this yeah. this year. And uh, the speculations on iPad sales are amazing. Uh, last year, when the iPad came out, the speculation was going to be anything between five and eight million tablets were going to be sold. Mm-hmm. They sold fourteen million. Uh, so wow. they doubled their numbers, and the analysts are now saying that the numbers are probably in the realms of about 28 to 29 million this year mm. uh, when the new tablet comes out. When the new yeah. iPhone, now the iPad 2 has been spotted in the wild, by the way, where they think it's been spotted in the wild. Mm. It's thinner and it does have a camera. Um, nobody has officially said anything, and nobody will officially actually say if it was, but somebody said they saw one at CES. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not a, a vendor stall, somebody was carrying it. Yeah. Um, so we don't know if this is true. This is speculation at this point, but if this is true, I think the announcement for the iPad 2 is going to be uh, in February, early yep. February, and it'll be if it is coming out, it'll be available in March, which is when the iPad came out. One-year cycle. Apple always works in one-year cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, coming back to this 3D story, that I think, yeah, there's going to be a lot of tablets out there. The 3D is going to be a gimmick, mm-hmm. um, but there is going to be competition out there now for Apple. Mm. Um, it will be very interesting. I think that, it, yeah, I think the chat room is absolutely correct. Though. I think it's going yeah. to be hard pressed to catch up on the, on the ground that they've already, mm. they've already got. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, now this is just a very funny one and we won't even go into much about this cause really it's just, it's a, a case pending. Uh, I just thought the irony of the entire thing was beautiful. Um, Microsoft, the makers of the uh, operating system Windows, uh, has basically <laughs> disputed Apple's uh, copyright claim on the term App Store yeah. uh, because they want to use that term as well. And their dispute is based on the fact that they believe the term App Store is too generic. I just, yeah. I just think, how do you spell irony? Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> look, I would love to think that they'd win this because I think App Store is such an incredibly generic term that I'm like, yeah, you know what? You guys really can't expect to hold on to that name because Application Store is not exactly something you can trademark. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I think... Based on the history, I think the judge is going to throw it back in there. I think so too. I mean, let's face it. What has Microsoft got? Microsoft has got Windows, yeah. Surface. <laughs> you know, you sit there, and you look at some of you look at some of Microsoft's names, and you sit there and go, you're, "You're really going to go on the generic yeah. name route?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, now, what else we got here? Um, uh, this is just kind of the feel-good story. Uh, for those who have Nintendo Wiis, you can be kind of proud of the fact that the Nintendo Wii actually helped a woman diagnose that she had Parkinson's disease. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she was using the Wii Fit app, yeah. and she was having a lot of fun with her friends. It was a real party time and everything else. But when she got to the balancing on yeah. the, uh, the center of balance on the balance board, the Wii was reporting that she was heavily off balance to one side and she thought that was kind of odd so she actually went to see a doctor and apparently having your balance out of whack that far is actually an early sign they did tests and they found out she had Parkinson's disease which she would never have detected had she not been doing the Wii thing so there you go there's a bit of a feel good story for you the Wii didn't actually find out that she had Parkinson's but it was uh, helpful helpful in the way uh, to help her diagnose which was kind of cute now ah ah man the termination letter to end all termination letters. Delta sent this through, and this just made me laugh. Oh, man, I'm just loading it up right now. 
This was a um, from Geekology, and basically they claim it's real. Now, I don't know if it's real or not, but I don't care. It is funny. This is from Domino's Pizzas, and this was an employee warning record. So basically a pink slip. So if you've ever been working in America, you get pink slips, you get three, you get fired. This is yeah. obviously his final warning. It says here, final warning. Yeah. And the details of the incident that finally got him fired. Yeah. And I'm going to read this uh, verbatim from here. Came to work intoxicated on unknown substance, possibly of hallucinogenic nature, referred to customers as bovine and porcine after a customer complained he told her to go straddle a narwhale you chlor you chlorinated gene pool <laughs> was removed from customer service to pizza cutting area where he wrote messages to customers concerning the nature of pie he became <laughs> he became frustrated when he could only recite pie to the 46th digit then told to go home he smeared lava cake mix over his face and yelled i'm rick james bitch <laughs> <laughs> was not rostered on for any shift today. Action to be taken. <laughs> Termination. <laughs> I think that is wonderful. <laughs> Popshot says he gets warning sheets. Ever got one like that? <laughs> oh, wow. That... <laughs> So I just thought that was lovely. and uh, I want to meet that dude. <laughs> if he's listening right now, get in contact with the show. All oh. right. <clears throat> now, uh, this is quite possibly the most embarrassing thing I have seen since the beginning of 2011, which is only a couple of weeks now, but I'm sure there'll be more embarrassing stuff to well, come. Well, look, I've got to say that um, like, I've seen a couple of these parody films, and this has to be the worst one. Okay. The worst idea I've ever seen. I think so. This is uh, Larry, Fin Larry Flint Productions. Larry Flint is the uh, publisher of Hustler Magazine. Yeah. So you guys know what you're getting into. Now, this is the G-rated version of this trailer, so you're not going to see anything. But this is a new porn film, uh, which is a porn parody of The Simpsons. Uh. Oh, Homer! Oh, Marge. <laughs> oh, Marge. <laughs> oh, Marjorie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> really brings out the yellow in my skin and the blue in my hair. You might say she's prime real estate. I'm Rebel State. Marge, the camera's all green. Come on, you stupid Flanders' camera. Hadley doodly. Flanders, get out. Oakley doakley. Mmm, McBain movie. <sighs> you have the right to remain dead. Well, why don't you just show me a little cheek so we can play a game of Spider Pig and Margie Ann? Why would I do something like that, Cookie? Yeah, why would he do that? Well, Cookie Kwan's number one on the west side, so that's a bonus for you. What? what, what? Oh, McBain. Uh, Nancy. <laughs> oh. All right, so, so... Yeah, there's that. Uh, that 
That's quite possibly the most disturbing thing I've seen all month. I uh, like Pop Shot has said he blames the internet on this. <laughs> yeah, totally, <laughs> absolutely totally agree. And I will be first in line to get it when it comes out. And uh, <laughs> ew, it oh, just look, looks you so say, silly. It looks disturbing in so many ways. Although I, I will say one thing: the guy doing Ned, yeah, is doing very well. Oh, so, um, and the dude that's playing um, what's his face? Um, what's their name for Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, McBain. McBain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that guy's doing all right. He looks kind of like him, but yeah, no, everybody else just looks really bad. Yeah, no, I like the I like the uh, and the guy who's doing the voice of Homer is doing a really good job. I don't yeah. know what he actually. You never actually get to see him full on because he got the camera yeah. in front of his face, but the voice yeah. is uh, very uh, very good. All right, so anyway, so I, I got to say that. The, that's not something I'm rushing out to say. I'm no. actually joking about that. I think it is actually positive, positively one of the most embarrassing things yeah. since last year when they did the Avatar parody mm. with the porn stars all painted blue and yeah. pretending to be Navi, which was just really disturbing in so many ways. All uh, right. Um, um, superconductor. Ah, uh, superconductors. <laughs> what? Please explain. All right, so, so scientists uh, were working on uh, superconductors, and they were actually trying putting them into different liquids uh, for conducting of electricity. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, and they were trying them in all various uh, various liquids. Uh, if I look at the article here, they actually say that they were putting them into uh, liquids to reach very low temperatures. Uh, they would say, find out if they went into very low temperatures, the resistance would drop to zero, and vice versa, yeah. and so forth. And apparently, at a, at a, a mixer at this place, they were kind of drinking wine. Mm-hmm. So the alcohols, and as a bit of a joke, they thought, "Why don't they try the conductors in various alcoholic beverly- beverages?" Right. right. And uh, they actually found that when they put it into red wine, yeah. Uh, uh, when it says here, when the superconductor uh, was mixed with red wine, uh, it jacked up the connect the conductivity of the superconductor by twenty three percent, and managed to supercharge over sixty two percent of the material. Whoa. And so it's like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they're now uh, a little bit amused by this, and they're now saying that you know, a bit of alcohol might actually do the superconductors some good. So uh, we might be seeing some alcohol-infused superconductors in the future. Um, but it shows you, never say nothing, never say never to anything. You never and, know what's and, good. And never think alcohol never did anything for us. That's right. It may not do anything good for our bodies, but it does <laughs> good stuff for other things. So, uh. <laughs> now the other one that the other bit of uh, weird, uh, uh, weird, geeky stuff that happened this week. We've got superconductors who are getting drunk. Mm. We also have a little engineer. Uh, when I say little, I actually know I have no idea how big he was, but I'm going to call him a little engineer because it just it, the visual image for me is this little guy with a little with a little bag sneaking in and out. Apparently, he worked for Stapler. Ian. It's all a stapler. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> what was his name again? What was that character's name again? Um, I, I don't remember. Anybody uh, remember from Office Space? Office Space. The one with the stapler. Melvin? Melvin? Melvin, something like that. Yeah. Uh, an employee of EMC, which is a, a tech company in America, has been caught and, uh, and has finally been, uh, he's now going to court yeah. uh, because he's pleaded guilty to stealing almost a million dollars worth of stuff. from his employer. Now, the way he did this was he had a little bag and over the course of an undisclosed amount of time, so we're assuming that's a long period of time, he would just take out little bits at a time from this company and resell them. (laughs) And over a course of however long it was, Kevin Kelly managed to steal $930,000 worth of goods. Wow. From his company, uh, from... uh, from this company and then resold them to a company called BL Trading. 
So managed to make all this money. But he's pleaded guilty, and it's possible he's going to face 32 years in jail. So there is actually not a humorous side to this, but it's humorous just to think of this little Melvin-type character kind of like in his little bag, putting, like, you know, a chip here. Wow, though. Put it there, you know. Wow. (laughs) What the hell did he steal, though? We don't know. It doesn't actually say. It just says that he just took it out in little bits and pieces. In a little tiny bag. In a little tiny bag over a period of time. So, and wow. he managed to do. It's basically, if you think about it, if you've ever seen Superman three or yeah. Office Space, the idea that you steal the little pennies at yeah. the end of a paycheck, and over time it builds up to a large amount of money. It's mm. the same concept. Yeah. Just with bits. Yeah. And then he resell- <laughs> my question is, what the hell were they that you could resell them for that much money? You know what I mean? Crap. Anyway, so the links for all these stories, by the way, for our audio listeners, just so if you want to go and check out any of these links, you can always go to our show notes at geekactually.com. We always have a full list of the links that we do on our show note. Just look for the episode title and you'll find all the links. Okay, so so if you ever want to find out more information, we kind of glance over some stories because we kind of pick the eyes out of it and go, that's funny. And we want to just keep to the funny bit. But there is always more detail to a lot of these stories. Now, uh, just to finish us off before we head into our picks of the week and our weird food section, um, I wanted to bring up uh come on my link isn't working why is my there we go this was uh another link sent to us by geek uh, by delta knight thank you very much you geeky bastard you uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh this is from geeks are sexy and basically they're saying their concept was developments that prove that we're really living in the future i don't think of it that way i think of it as nine things to show that all those things of science fiction are finally coming true. Yeah. Okay. And so basically we'll just run through these. We're not going to read all the descriptions. If you want the full descriptions, you can check the link in our show notes, but basically they're saying number nine, x-ray body scanners. <laughs> now let's face it. Let, think about it. Total recall back in the eighties, had yeah. them walk into the airport yeah. and the full body scanners and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so we've got uh, x-ray body scanners uh, there. They mentioned the WikiLinks Infowar. The concept mm. that information has caused such a furor, the concept that information is power, is something that George Orwell played around with in the, yeah. in the days yeah, of 1984. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, virtual reality. Yeah. Um, virtual reality was always a problem because uh, you put on these goggles, you put on these gloves, but you couldn't really have full virtual reality until, yeah. remember, if you remember on, I think it was platforms, actually, about a year ago, we talked about the giant hamster ball. Yeah. They put the soldiers inside the giant hamster ball. Well, apparently they're using that for combat training now. Wow. So, uh, so there you go. Virtual reality is something that's happening along. Personal jetpacks. Now, personal jetpacks have come a long way. Uh, wow. Since the days of Thunderball and uh, James Bond, because that was a real jetpack as well. But they've, they've got a picture in this link, which is a guy with these two huge turbines on his back, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think they're quite the jetpacks that we see in science fiction yet, where you just kind of keep it in your briefcase. But, you know, yeah. it's getting there. Um, there's videos on some of these things, too, if you want to go check out the videos. The most powerful gun ever made is their number five. And what they're referring to here is rail guns. And if you remember, back to the Eraser with um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. They were or uh, about Quake 2. And Quake 2. They were talking about rail guns, the idea of guns mm. that fire off at such speed. It yeah. didn't matter how big the projectile was. The speed itself would literally shear it through anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, closest thing to a laser weapon, basically. Mm. Um, well, these are being tested and played with right now. Yeah. Sonic weapons. Did you guys see the Incredible Hulk? The second one, not the Ang Lee shit, but yeah, the, incre- yeah. the second one where they brought those jeeps up with the big yeah. domes yeah, that yeah. fired the sonic waves. These are real weapons. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, the police force is starting to buy them for riot control. Um, in America, not here, of course. Uh, submersible cars. 
1977, James Bond, the idea of a submarine car, is yeah. a reality. We have a car. Now, it doesn't close up like a complete submarine. You have to wear scuba gear when in yeah. it. But this car will go under, is electric-powered, will power, and you can surface and go back on land again. And it actually looks like quite a nice sports car. Yeah, so no, it's, it's quite an attractive My only question is that the inside of it would get kind of wet. And you kind of have to dry out afterwards. I don't yeah. think you can really drive it to work. No. You know? Yeah, well, but, uh, why you would drive through the water to uh, get to I work, don't I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. Number two, universal translators. The staple of any Star Trek fan. Yeah. The concept where it doesn't matter what language anybody is speaking, it's automatically translated for you. We're yeah. starting to see the beginnings of this. There is an app for the iPhone called WordLens. Yeah. Now, the app for the iPhone is still developing, and it only deals with Spanish at this point. But mm. the idea is you see Spanish words, you take a picture with the camera, it translates it. Yeah. Right? We're one step away. Well, um, uh, also, man, um, <coughs> I was playing with an application that somebody's using because they're going over to Japan where literally we tested it and mm-hmm. we read off probably 25, 30 words we know and statements and it picked them all up and gave us perfect translations. <laughs> sorry, so. sorry, I caught my eye. Callison said he could use that car in Queensland right now. Oh, oh but he's from Queensland. Yeah, so and he, you call me bad taste. <laughs> yeah, he's in Queensland, so he's allowed to make jokes. Oh, <laughs> man, what? Yeah. All right. Anyway. But yes, you're right. <laughs> or the personal jetpacks go over the top. Actually, no. Number one is what you guys need. Number one, here it is. Flying cars. Oh, yeah. All right. This is the Molar Sky Car, which is the closest thing we've seen to a flying car. It doesn't have wings as such. It mm. is a car with four, four turbines. Yeah. Turbines are... Um, are uh, Rotational. Rotation, I was going to say, articulated. Mm. Um, so it can literally uh, vertical take off and land. Um, yeah. It's still being tested at this point. Uh, there is video of it taking off and landing. There's no video of it actually flying yet. But uh, I would imagine that's because by the time you take off, it's probably used half the power it has. Absolutely. So, so we're looking at new power supplies and so forth. But flying cars. We've been looking for our flying cars for a long time. They're yeah. starting to come. We live that- in an age of wonder. We do that thing about the universal translator as well. Let's not forget that Google also has, what's it called? Uh, Google Goggles, yep. which is yep. something they've been playing with for a long time as well. So is that the one that made people walk off into trees? No, or walk no, off no, no, no. That's, or... the, that's, that's Google Maps. <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. I'm sure you were in a lot of pain. But what the hell were you doing driving with Google Maps? <laughs> um, all right. So there you go. Those are nine things that Geeks are Sexy are saying are, are indications that the future, that our science fiction future, we are catching up with. Yeah. It's none of it is perfect yet, but we are getting there. And let's face it, we're also using laser beams on the high seas. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so glad you brought that up. I was like, wow, yeah, that's that's very true. <laughs> you know, uh, okay, they're non-lethal, but they're laser beams on the high seas. Freaking laser beams! <laughs> Uh, (laughs) all right all right so uh at this time we usually bring up uh one of delta's weird food links and this week is no different and i remember last week you said we were going to we gave him a break we gave him a break but this week he sent this one through and i hadn't seen it yet and i thought oh my god this is probably the grossest bowl of chili i've ever seen in my life so we're back to epic meal time so this is epic meal time now we got to give credit where credit is you we always call them the crazy canadians or what have you they have their own youtube channel they do this every week and yep. their, their their channel is called epic meal time and yep. give them credit where credit is due. these guys work hard they do this every yep. week and uh we love them and we, as i said i've sent them email i still haven't heard any replies from them but i'd love to talk with these guys mm. anyway this is their most recent one which is chili for loco they call it which is uh bacon 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 pork bacon more bacon more pork pork bacon more pork bacon chili in a bowl of bacon with a cup made of bacon that they drink their beer out of wow so okay well. have a look at this and see what you think epic meal time we got a whole bunch of alcoholic unicorn blood 
about to make a dangerous chili. What you know about that? Previous level safety conscious cooking shows? You ain't got what we got! We're bringing back bacon. Back bacon. We can run the supermarket. Bacon's on sale. So we get it all. Gonna go ham on this meal. Mildly amusing myself while I shop, throwing around meat. I run this supermarket. Original bangers, bitch. Beans, tomato sauce, sour cream, I don't give a f A whole bunch of spicy jalapenos. Whole bunch of bacon. Miss Vicky's jalapeno chips. Spicy, if you're a little bitch. We got some four loco to make our chili dangerous. Someone's gonna die tonight eating chili. My friends are animals, so we're eating out of a trough. Made of bacon. Bacon trough. Dominant species mixing inferior species in a pot to eat. Mixing all these different meats into the chili. Canadian back bacon. What's this? Bonus bacon surprise? A bacon cup. Throwing those hot peppers. Love the smell of a fresh sack. Smashing chips. Custom cheese sticks. Obviously. Fries and cheese. Fries and cheese. Mounds of chili. Deep fried Miss Vicky's jalapeno cheese sticks. Smart. Drizzle some four loco into the orifices. Bacon cup of four loco, the holy grail of pork products. Crazy alcohol loco pig. Tastes like alcohol pig. Tastes like crazy alcohol rainbow pig. It's making him crazy. <laughs> Tastes like crazy alcohol rainbow pig. Alright, so if that didn't gross you out completely. Whoa. <laughs> um, I think my the thing that really kind of made me go ugh, was the bacon cup. The yeah. fact that he takes the drink and then takes a bite from the side of the cup and this is like <laughs> God. Uh, for those who are listening to the audio and you don't get to see that, you just heard it, um, do follow the link in the show notes and have a look at that if you truly want to turn your stomach. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's quite <laughs> special. Let me it's, just say that. There are some times with Epic Mealtime that I watch it and I go, Yes, it's too much, but it actually <laughs> sometimes I go, Man, that looks damn tasty. But I was gonna say sometimes it looks like it's too much, but it looks like it would taste good. Oh. 
it's just too much of it. You know what I mean? It's all too extreme. I imagine that they have kind of the boast thing going on. You know, they 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 know that they're quite full on, and I imagine that sometimes they have to cross the line for the gags. But some of the stuff you look at it and go. You guys probably make some damn good food when you're uh, not doing this. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We're going to move away from Weird Geek Food, and we're going to go into our picks of the week. Now, um, as will be explained in film, actually, I've been kind of preoccupied at the moment with film, so I haven't actually got any picks of my own, but I believe Josh does. Yes, I do. In fact, I am right now just playing it because um, it just kind of started doing stuff while we were actually <laughs> doing I just loaded it up to show uh, Dave, but um, I have a game at the moment, um, and I've been looking at this one for quite a while because it's one of those ones... That always sits on the border. Now, RPGs in general are a t- subject matter that both me and Dave know. They either they will sell with some people, but not with everything. Mm. And the problem that I've always had with the iTunes store is that you shouldn't let retards vote. No, absolutely. Um, and like, I mean, this is worldwide a problem. Also, let's, let's let's just clarify one thing as well. The iTunes. App Store yeah. uh, for iOS devices was fundamentally flawed. They've now since fixed it. Mm. But a lot of the votes on the App Store actually didn't make sense because where they put the screen that says, would you like to rate this app, yeah. was when you uninstalled it. Yeah. So, of course, a, a lot of apps got bad ratings because people who did, were immediately uninstalling stuff were going, yeah, 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 two stars, two stars, whatever. Yeah. Where That isn't where they should have put the star rating. Mm. It should have been on where you were playing it. You know. Yeah. Anyway, so they've since fixed that. Yeah, but, but um, there's a lot of bad the, ratings. Well, out there. no, but the whole thing is that there are a lot of things. Like as an example, I had a um, I had a massive blow up to Celine recently because I jumped online to a movie we both very much enjoyed, which was uh, Four Lions, mm-hmm. and everybody was just going, "It's funny, but then gets uh, then gets really really serious. This is a stupid film." And I'm sitting there really angry because how dare they rate it based on their opinion? That doesn't have any validation either side. It's mm. like, it was good, then it wasn't. It's like, no, that's not really a review. Also, the fact that it changes tone does not necessarily make it a bad thing. You know, that's a it, whole different issue. Exactly, but this is the whole yeah. thing is the fact that some people just shouldn't be able to vote it. Anyway, so I've watched this app since its release mm-hmm. go from a large amount of uh, like five stars down to like two right. and then back up to four. And the problem is you start reading through the reviews and you start seeing things like wouldn't load up, terrible app, and it's given it one star. You then read three steps down. The guy goes, if it does that, just turn it off and then back on again and the game will work. Mm. Now that got one star based on the fact that apparently it didn't work. They didn't bother to ask anyone. They didn't bother to contact anyone. They just gave it one star. Now, the game is called, uh, I believe it's called Avalon, or um, let me get the proper name for it. Uh, Ar- Arlon. Now, it's an expensive one. It's twelve ninety I've bought a couple twelve ninety nine. Exactly. In the past. And um, I've, I've struggled to buy this because technically it's a phone app that's being upgraded and upgraded, but that to me is the key for why people should give this one a chance. It is being upgraded every couple of days at the moment and they're adding all sorts of new things there's new abilities um there's a new whole class coming in very Mm -hmm. soon so the game's just expanding and growing so it's one of those games that will continue to grow and if anybody was a fan of kind of that early sort of morrowind-esque kind of world where it was like the graphics weren't the reason you were playing it it was because it was just a really big game imagine something with graphics not necessarily as good as that but still really good but on a phone, like right. this is a huge world. We're talking 30 to 50 hours worth of gameplay. And that's if you just go around doing what you should be doing. So huge world, 
lots to do. It's not the prettiest game, but it's a good start. And if this company can get money, like things like Game Dev or whatever, this company could probably drive this game to something amazing. So it's one of those ones that's really trying something and putting a lot of risks out there. So anyone that wants to try a really big RPG game on either the iPhone or the iPad, it works well on the iPad. There is a bit of setting tweaks needed to it. It's more close to a PC game than it is an iPhone game. But so far, I've been very impressed with what it can do. So, uh, yeah, that's my recommendation. Excellent. Okay, well, I'll have to check that out. Next payday, I'll, uh, I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Joshua just picks and I always end up buying stuff. So Yeah, um, sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> that's kind of what we do. Yeah. All right, guys, well, that's it. We're going to wrap this up. We've got a little bit of housekeeping to get through. First of all, we're going to say that if you have you know, anything to say to us whatsoever, whether you agree with us or disagree with us or just want to share something with us, that's fine. Mm. Uh, send your feedback to feedback at com, or you can voicemail us at sydney number 02801131167. And if you don't want to pay for a call, uh, you can... Uh, uh, just uh, connect with us via Skype. Mm. Uh, our, our voicemail is attached to our Skype account as well. Our Skype account, of course, is Geek Actually, all one word. Mm. Um, if you want merchandise, you want to follow our Facebook fan page, you want to follow me on Twitter, or I will be uh, very soon uh, in the film show announcing I'm also setting up a Tumblr account for uh, this little experiment that I'm doing, which I'll explain more about in the film show. Mm-hmm. Uh, all mm. of that information will be found at geekactually.com. Uh, you can also, as I said before, watch us record this show live and join us in the chat room which we've got a very active chat room it's a small one today but very active yeah um, which I really like you guys are you guys are rocking um, you can join us at geekactually.com forward slash live every Saturday we start around the 12 o'clock mark and we do Geek Actually followed by the Film Actually podcasts back to back and you can have some fun with us on a Saturday that's about 12pm Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time and for those who are overseas that's UTC plus 11 mm. um, now we also have a few friends that we want to give a couple shout outs to first of all and I still haven't got verification on this, so I'm not sure I'll give you both of their addresses. MovieFanHouse.com, who do the very entertaining movie fan cast. Um, and they have also been doing another show called Right This Instant and another show called The Talking Dead Cast. Now, a new episode hasn't come out for the last few weeks. I imagine they're all on holidays and stuff at the moment. But the reason why I say it's a bit confusing is because they're setting up a new website called ReboundRadio.com. Mm. And eventually, everything will be moved to ReboundRadio.com. Exactly. So, uh, but I don't believe Movie Fancast has moved over to it yet. Mm. So... Uh, it's all a bit confusing. So uh, you try moviefanhouse.com or reboundradio.com. You can also, of course, look them up on iTunes, Movie Fancast. Uh, our other friends who we have to be a big shout out to because they are legends is The Real Junkies and they're back in force. I think yep. they put up like three shows or something in the course of the last week. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, they're back in force. You can find them at uh, weekendronin.com mm-hmm. um, or search for their podcast on iTunes, R E E L junkies um and they are a lot of fun they're like us they do movie reviews uh except they do it under the influence of tequila which is always a, always fun and uh, shout outs to all you guys you're doing really good uh and of course josh you do another show uh yes uh dlc live we are a website rawdlc.com is the website itself we go out on tuesdays at 8 p.m uh we um we do games and everything that is around that kind of pop culture. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. We have a couple of very special things coming up in the next few weeks, um, just due to the fact that there are some cool events starting to happen. The games world starts to kick back off, mm-hmm. and uh, reviews and so such will start to come in as followed. But otherwise, just check in 8 p.m. and do that. 
Fair enough. And that's yes. at rawdlc.com. Yes. And your podcast can also be found on iTunes. It's called DLC Live. Okay. And of course, as you said, you can check you out live on Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one quick shout out to our friend Josh Spencer, who did our wonderful cartoon art for if you've been into iTunes and seen our cover art. Mm-hmm. He's the man who made the caricatures of me and Josh. And we love you dearly as well. You can yes. find him at Attack I'll Ninja. I'll contact you with you very soon, dude. You know what I mean. <laughs> and you can find him at attackninja.blogspot.com. And the reason why I give him a plug every week is not just because his art is great. I love that. I love that domain name. Exactly. It's just, it rolls off the tongue. It does. Attackninja.blogspot.com. And of course, I also love the Real Junkies one, Weekend Ronin. I think that's fantastic as well. Yeah. Uh, so between weekendronin.com and attackninja.blogspot.com, we've got like two of the best domains. <laughs> um. um and, of course, we have a magazine. You do? You want to talk about that? Uh, yes. Uh, Arbiter is available on the Geek Actually website. Just click on the search and type in Arbiter. Uh, you can also subscribe at the top right-hand side of the page. Um, if you guys want to do that, uh, Next Issue has something really special in there, so get your subscriptions in now because there's only going to be a few issues and then it will be subscription only. Yeah, It'll make that very clear. See, at the moment, what the way it works is that we publish it like any other published uh, post, mm-hmm. but... But we do want it to be something special and something that is available by subscription. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is we're putting out the first two. I don't know. I think we decided on three issues three or something issues, like that. Yeah. Uh, that'll go out like this and get your subscription set up. And then after that, after, by issue four, it won't actually be on the RSS feed or mm-hmm. on, visible by normal channels. It'll yeah. only be going out to those who are, are subscribing. Yeah. I hope, if we can get the technology to work right, <laughs> but the next issue should be out around the 22nd or well, something like that. Well, it'll be interesting to get some uh, responses from people when we launch the second issue uh, to see whether or not we're actually doing it right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, the last one came out, I think, the 22nd of December. Yeah. Uh, so I think around the 20-something is where the next yeah, one 30, is aimed 30, for. 30th by the latest will be out. It just pa- depends whether or not our special draw card is actually gotcha. going to work. So let's, let's just say at this point we're aiming for the end of each month yep okay um and one last thing we are still trying to raise funds um that hasn't gone away if you go to our site you'll actually see that the david storms america tour is still we are still trying okay it may not happen in january as originally planned but we are still trying to raise money if you have any questions about that there is a link in our show notes to the original post as to what that's for Mm -hmm. so go and have a look at that uh we are trying to raise money to send one of us over to the states to uh to hobnob basically with the uh, big boys of podcasting Mm -hmm. so we'll see how we go and of course if you just want to donate to the show itself not to that cause but just straight under that donation bar is just the standard donations where you can also subscribe for a two dollar monthly fee which uh will give you the same goodness but you'll feel good about yourself (laughs) (laughs) all right and uh, with all that we're going to get out of here we'll see you all next week uh remember film actually is coming up next and uh thank you very much josh yeah thank you very much chat room and we'll see you all next week bye now Thank you.